Hello my beautiful souls and welcome back to another episode of Unleash Your Better Version with me, your host Liz. Um, I know it's been a while, it's been quite a while, I think the last episode I um, published was back in January um, and um, a lot has happened since that episode. Um, I think even in my last episode, my last few episodes, um, you could kind of see that I'm struggling with some stuff and dealing with a lot um and actually this episode I had actually started um writing and filming uh back in like I want to say ending of January mid of February um and I just was not in a good headspace at the time and um I couldn't I just couldn't get myself to sit down and record an episode for you guys so I kept hold I pushing it off and all that so now I'm kind of in a better headspace but I'm kind of like honestly like in such a roller coaster like there's times there was a few weeks where I was literally like so happy and just I felt like okay this this is it like like my time is here like I'm everything's looking up like everything's falling into place like I'm finally getting to where I want to be just for then to later everything come crashing down again and it's just honestly like to say the least it's just been an honest roller coaster um but then I come to realize that May is actually mental health awareness month so I thought it was also very right for me to release this episode um this month um so with that being said in this episode I will touch on some very sensitive topics um, on depression, eating disorders, and there may be some trigger warnings um, as well. So just putting that out there as of now. So mental illness is actually a very sensitive subject, not just for myself, but um, for a lot, honestly. Like, I think it's being more spoken about now. More people are kind of uh, feeling more comfortable to even just let very close family and friends know about it. For a long time, I feel like a lot of people had to hide it because it was just very, like, talked down on. Or even myself, I know growing up, like, my parents, whenever we would talk about stuff like that, when we'd hear about suicides and stuff, it's just, like, a lot of people have the misconception of, oh, it's just in your head or just think happy thoughts or, you know, like, it could go away. So it's not, it was never really taken so serious up until I think recent years where it's becoming a little bit more common um, and we're seeing it also in our young children so so in the past I have mentioned and I've said that I'm only here to talk about experiences that I've gone through myself personally Uh, I'm never gonna sit here and talk about something that I haven't been through because that's doesn't really give me a lot of credibility and there's not much that I can really talk about um, as far as that specific subject so whatever I talk about here is all because they've been personal experiences of mine and I'm here to just kind of talk about my experience so maybe someone who's dealing with something similar can see that, you know, it is possible to overcome that and find ways to manage that situation. So my only wish ever is really to inspire those around me and um 
even accept myself help from others I know um, one is never too smart too good too old to get any advice from someone else I'm always very open to getting advice from other people getting help from other people even sometimes those who are maybe younger than me um, so without further ado let's uh, start today's episode okay so <laughs> Um, I think you guys kind of know too at this point that I kind of have like a nervous laugh. Um, I take pauses and laugh a little when I'm trying to avoid um, getting very sensitive. So please excuse that part of me. I don't. This is in no way to me a joke or funny or find it humorous or anything like that. It's just me and how I deal with my emotions because I try to hold back um, on crying a lot. So if you see me giggle or anything like that, that's my way of coping. And that's probably a sign that tears are probably going to start running down my face at any second. So (laughs) disregard that. But my whole life, I have suffered from low self-esteem and a few other little issues here and there but it all stemmed from home and although I don't blame my parents whatsoever I know my parents obviously love me to death um in the last couple weeks I've actually I've had such an eye-opener on the love my parents have for me it's it's literally insane like I, I could never I could never ever ever repay my parents for all that they've done for me and literally the love they have for me so I don't ever blame my parents for it. It's not their fault whatsoever. Um, It was just more kind of like how I interpret the situation. Um, So I'm not blaming it on my parents at all. But then because of that, um, I already had planted a seed from home. And then going to school, it just, you know, kept growing. It kept adding on to it. Um, I've been bullied my whole life. Um, I want to say... Up until my high school years, probably like my junior year, because I wasn't around much my senior year. Um, but uh, there was also a time and period in my life where I struggled with um, eating disorders. And that kind of was due to my low self-esteem and just other small things. But going back to obviously like the root of it and where it all came from. Um, At home, I am the middle child. Um, I have an older brother and a younger sister. And um, we're all obviously very different in our own way. However, uh, me and my brother are the closest in age. We're only about a year and three months apart. So I grew up with him and it was just basically just me and him for a really long time up until my sister came around six years later. But uh, him and I are very, very different. He's reserved, quiet, he's always been a good student, he was on the honor roll, I mean, parent-teacher conference, I remember, teachers had nothing but good things to say about him, and he just, honestly, like, he was um, athletic, he was in sports, he was in um, curricular activities, he was, he kept busy, like, he gave my parents no trouble, like, simple way to describe it is basically he was a good child while I was very much the opposite I honestly I remember parent-teacher conferences were very tough for me (laughs) because every time we'd go it was always honestly it was always the same thing Liz talks too much she distracts others she doesn't do her homework she refuses to listen it was just 
basically all the bad things your teacher could say about you were said about me and I mean I just wasn't I'd always like to be outside with my friends I didn't really want to be at home doing chores I wouldn't help around like I was just very much the opposite of my brother to say the least so I guess in nature what my parents would do would just I mean would be to compare they would often ask like why can't be you can't why can't you be more like your brother like I can't believe like look at what they say about your brother to what they say about you like as far as the teachers um just small things like that that like the comparison was really to me was very tough um maybe I'm just very sensitive but uh small words like that like why can't you be more like him why can't you do this why can't you be like that or you know you should be you should act different or you should act this way or you you should be doing this instead of that like just small things you know but to me like how my mind took it and how my how I personally um, interpreted those words was basically you're not good enough like if you're not acting like this or doing this you're not you're disappointing us you know like they wanted me to be something else that's how I took it that's my interpretation like I said I know my parents meant no harm in that and it was just simply they obviously just wanted the best for me they wanted me to be a good student so in the future that would help me you know get a career they wanted me to behave so I wouldn't get in trouble out in the law or stuff like that like they meant well but my interpretation as a kid was just well why would why should I change like this is how I am you should love me you know but um who and how I am just wasn't good enough for my parents in my eyes like I said thinking my parents wanted me to be like other kids and stuff like that so um having these thoughts um at such a young age coming from home carried on with me up until like I started going to uh, school and stuff like that um Going to school again, I was compared among my peers. It wasn't like, well, I guess I'm I mean, not really. Not a lot of teachers ever really compared me, to be quite honest. It was more my classmates and stuff like that. And really, it wasn't necessarily like everyone in class. It was mostly the boys. And I think a lot of us have experienced this. But I was always compared to the other girls. I didn't look like the other girls. Uh, truth be told, puberty came a little late for me, mm, and actually, I'm 25, and I'm still waiting for my glow up, but that's besides the point, um, in all seriousness, though, like, I was very different, like, I was very thin, very small, um, my body hadn't developed like the rest of the girls, um, boys, you know, they looked at girls who were prettier, um, had the nice hair, the nice smile, had breast and the nice butt you know their body was formed and all that and they just wanted someone who looked like a girl and I felt short in all of that to be honest um so what that caused was a lot of boys like I said it was mainly the boys who would pick on me about the looks and the and a lot of the comparison really came from a lot of the uh boys uh telling me that I I looked like a boy and saying that I really didn't fit in with the rest of the girls and I shouldn't be hanging out with them and stuff like that. But, I mean, some of the bullying was from the other girls, um, you know, like, oh, um, she's so ugly, like, she has, like, she doesn't fill in her pants or her shirt, like, 
wear her boobs, stuff like that. Like, it was very small, but the worst really came from um, the boys. I remember I still have it. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I choose to torture myself, but um, there was, I know, I'll never ever forget. Seventh grade was the worst for me. Um, back at my junior high school. So I went to Unity Junior High in Cicero. So yeah <laughs> um but there was a few guys in my class who were very very harsh on me like um they said some very hurtful words that till this day it's it's scary that I still carry that with me but to me it was for a long time I'm not even gonna lie guys for a really long time I used all those words that were said to me during um my junior years my like high school, junior years, my middle school years, all that. I used that during the time that I was, um, a few years ago when I was in the process of losing weight and just changing my lifestyle and all that. Um, all of that was my motivation. Um, all those words would replay in my head and I would just think about how they would tell me that I wasn't pretty enough and that I was ugly and that I should try working out to grow an ass and all these very mean and harsh things. Like, kids can be very brutal. We were only... 13 years old and somehow these little boys who their voice hadn't even dropped their Adam's apple wasn't even showing and some reason they expected women us well not a woman us girls to have these bodies like if we were women like if we were these girls from the tv so it was just tough it was really tough and like I said I was nowhere near my body developing and me looking like any of the girls in my class let alone these models that they were probably comparing us to but there was a few guys who (laughs) wrote in my yearbook just very hurtful words saying how ugly I was and what I should do to change my beauty my looks how I should get braces how I should practice was very big at the time and I was struggling with acne they would just say all these really really mean things to me so that of course added um a lot that contributed a lot to my self-esteem um again making myself think that I wasn't good enough um to anyone I wasn't good enough at home to my parents because they always compared me to my siblings they wanted me to be like my brother I wasn't good enough for my peers because none of the boys would ever want to even like talk to me or you know at the time you you're very like oh lovey-dovey and you guys tease each other on like oh he likes her whatever but I never really got to experience that because um no one was ever really interested in me (laughs) and I didn't even bother because I was too too not shy but I guess too fearful of like the rejection and the constant words being said to me made me think there's no point like I know no guy likes me I I'm not up to the standards you know so I felt like I just wasn't being appreciated and I wasn't accepted anywhere for just being me, like who I was physically and internally. Like people just didn't want to see me for me. They wanted me to be someone else. They wanted me to look like somebody else. And this carried on for years, honestly. Um, like I said, I I had struggled with body issues um, I had acne, um, I had bad teeth, and then I ended up getting braces, and I had braces and acne, <laughs> and honestly, now I'm 25, and I have braces again, now it's a little bit better, though, because 
I just feel more comfortable. Like, I know at the end of the day, like, what my teeth are going to look like because I've had braces in the past. But there was always something going on with me. Like, I always had something that gave people, I guess, quote unquote, that right to pick on me. Braces at the time, too, was a thing that was like very, oh, my God, they have braces and they pick on like and they pick on the kid with braces and then glasses, too. I mean, now a lot of us wear contacts, but glasses, too, wasn't something so common like, oh, four eyes, stuff like that. You know, there was always something that kids found to pick on you, regardless of the situation, like stuff that was out of like my control. Like, oh, it's not my fault. I'm blind. I got to wear glasses, you know, so. But yes, that um, that added to my self-esteem. Um, so no one's and even till this day, I think it's very hard. Not a lot of people ever want to see past the physical. They always judge you first on your looks. And then is when they'll judge you for who you are as a person, who you are internally, who where your heart is and what your heart feels. So uh, when you're that young, though, um, I guess it's normal Um I I personally, I'm not going to say I'm perfect and I never did that because there was a few times where maybe, you know, I failed myself and I was very quick to judge someone based on their looks. But for the most part, because it was done to me, um, I tried my very best. And even now I try my very, very best to not judge someone um, based off the cover. I I what did they say don't judge a book by its cover so I try my best not to judge someone by first impression by their looks by how they talk by how they act by how they dress instead I get to know them get to know their thoughts and their heart where their heart resides so but when you're that young I mean it's very easy to just judge you know thankfully I guess I could say um I mean I'm not that old guys but back in my days when I was you know back when I was in middle school um the internet was not so big um besides MySpace uh there really wasn't much for us to do online and not everyone there wasn't smartphones yet either um you're very lucky if your phone was able to access the internet I remember on my flip phone there was a little like globe and that was a way to access the internet but you had to pay more on your phone bill you have to have a plan to access the web. So like I said, it wasn't as big, but I still got a little small taste of cyberbullying. Um, and that was, like I said, it just really happened a lot in my space and people sending me messages and writing on my wall and stuff like that. But I never really got to experience a lot of that, like how it is now. Uh, cyberbullying is, I feel like, way bigger than in-person bullying. I'm sorry if I take a few pauses here and there. Um, I'm very, very thirsty at the moment, so I'm constantly taking sips of water. So if I pause a lot and you kind of see me trying to refocus, it's because I need to take my sips of water. But anyway, um, during my eighth grade to sophomore year is when I kind of started getting more into like pop culture, Hollywood, um, celebrities and all that 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 world and I began obsessing over looks and I wanted to resemble that and like I said I've been, I've always been pretty thin but also when you deal with um body dysmorphia and self-low self-esteem and 
and all that it kind of it kind of all ties together in a sense um I never really liked because because of my self-esteem I was never really happy with my looks I didn't think I fit a lot of checkbox a lot of categories so therefore my self-esteem triggered a body dysmorphia because I just felt like my looks weren't enough and then my body dysmorphia is what triggered my um my eating disorder <laughs> so it's like a chain honestly it's like if it's not one thing it's the other um but luckily my eating disorder never really got very far i was able to control it and ended pretty early on uh but like i said i was i was obsessing over looks and and these models and these celebrities on how pretty they were and um i began to to eat less skip meals um pass on eating being around food and i began to overwork my body i was literally it's 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 so crazy i was so young to be to be feeling these things for my mind to be thinking these things now that i look back i really like my mind was so innocent i mean it should have been so innocent and i was literally a child and yet i hated so much about myself it's it's so scary to look back at at that but i'm also very proud to say how far i've come like i said i have yes my moments where where i i i i trip over and i fumble and i fall and but i i find it very easy now to get myself back up not how it used to be in the past but Anyway, I would do these crazy workouts. I remember um I would find them like on YouTube and stuff or I think at the time we had like Comcast so there was or was it Dish? I don't remember, but there was like a like a channel, a program or something where it was all like workouts. It was like aerobics and cardio and ab workouts and like all these were like you could find any workout, 15 minute workouts, 30 minute workouts, whatever, and I would find myself doing workouts I would work out like twice a day sometimes three because like obviously like I went to school and we had gym and I would try my best in PE um, because I wanted to look good I wanted to resemble these models and sometimes there would be like mid-workout and I'm like half passing now because I had not eaten I had no food I had skipped breakfast I didn't want lunch or I said no okay I'm gonna reward myself like I'm gonna work out and if I eat that's like doing the complete opposite like it defeats the purpose of my workout that was literally my mentality like if i had burned a thousand calories why would i go and then eat a sandwich that was 500 calories like it canceled out half of my workouts that like i said i was so young to be thinking like that but but i did cuz i wanted to look like these models and i thought okay is my stomach flat enough yet or my arms toned enough yet like is this body runway worthy um so it was just a lot and like i said thankfully um it was a very short period of time where uh, my eating disorder lasted um i was able to control it and i was able to get help very quick because because i was so young so now i mean i try my best to after gaining weight and then going through the process of losing all that weight i'm very cautious with what i eat but i still allow myself to indulge in sweets and um stuff like that but i it's it's very manageable now although 
I'm not gonna lie, my body dysmorphia is still something that I struggle with a lot, and I think a lot of us do, and we may not know it, but it, it that's really what it is, because we're just so compared, we see all these Instagram models, and TikTokers, and celebrities, you know, I mean, whose bodies, I mean, to be quite honest, half of the time, it's surgery, it's, or maybe if it's not full-on surgery it's a little work obviously that they've that they've done it's it's cosmetic work it's paid trainers and paid nutritionists and and it I mean I'm not saying it's impossible but it's very hard for the average person um to ever meet those standards and then there's photoshop as well like but we're just so we're we're just always comparing ourselves and we're always being compared as well so Yes, I do still struggle with body dysmorphia and accepting my body and its imperfections and all that, but I I don't allow my body dysmorphia to take me down in eating disorder lane anymore. Fast forward though now, like I said now, in my 20s, uh, my mental health has been pretty stable, I want to say, um, up until, well, Let's actually rewind a little bit. My mental health had improved a little bit for a few years. And now I want to say it's getting a little bit better, though. However, um, during one of my previous very serious relationships, um, a lot of cheating took place. A lot of uh, lies and fidelity and um, betrayal. So that triggered my self-esteem once again uh, because... Other people were involved in my relationship where I felt like I wasn't enough for my person, for this person that I was with. Um, I just thought, like, what do these girls have that I don't? I'd look at their pictures and I'd compare myself. I'm like, okay, okay, she's maybe prettier than me. She maybe has her body looks different than me. So, like, again, it just took me back to these girls are prettier than me or look more different than me, you know, um, because it just gets you thinking, what do they have that I don't, that my partner goes and seeks something else? Because obviously, and I just think obviously I'm lacking something if he's going out there and trying to find it in somebody else. Like, what what am I, what am I not doing right? What is it about me that's not enough for this person that he needs to go get that fulfilled by somebody else? So... That kind of, during that time where all of this was going on, I had very um, bad thoughts about myself again, but then I had very good moments as well. Nothing was ever very um, hard on my my mental health, nothing ever really, I, I tried to get myself to, I tried to get myself to a better place, I tried to pick myself up and stuff like that, and things sometimes got like, him and I, we were just very like a roller coaster. We'd have our really, really good times and then stuff would happen and we'd have bad moments. So it always outweighed itself sometimes with the good that would happen between us. I'd forget about everything and I'd be in a better headspace and stuff like that. So it was always like a roller coaster. Like I said, just lately, it's just been such a roller coaster. But um, in my 25 years of life, guys, I've had two instances where I have um, really thought about taking my own life and I've questioned my myself, my existence. I've questioned 
my purpose here and I wondered what, what exactly like why am I here what there's so much that's happened and I'm constantly being brought down and I'm constantly being bashed by people like why why do I have to live another day here like I don't want to be here anymore like I've only had two moments in my life where I've really had very very dark moments in my life and one of those I was very young and it was very brief it, it, it didn't last long and I was able to to snap myself out of it so quick but the most recent one and um the most harsh one that I've had to to overcome has been very recently has been a thought now that I'm an adult now that I should probably know better but when it gets to you it just gets to you um I've just been going through so much these last couple of months and um like I said earlier I'm pretty sure you guys have picked up on a lot of that with my recent episodes um I've broken down opening my heart and expressing my feelings and expressing emotions towards certain people um towards myself towards events in my life specific events in my life so it's it's been tough it's been really tough these last couple months honestly and um so speaking on the very recent one that happened um it was one day at work i really um don't know what it was but it just felt like this big heavy dark cloud of just sorrow and sadness that filled over me like you know how in shows and movies and all that they show like that person who's sad with a little rainy cloud above their head that's literally what I felt like I felt like just a shadow of darkness and just sadness like take over me and all of a sudden I literally found myself questioning my existence and had thoughts like who even loves you Liz like who will mourn you if you were to leave this earth today who needs you that much that you can't just end your life and and just bigger thoughts like like thinking how much better certain people's lives would be if I simply wasn't here on earth like wondering okay well you know if I leave my parents won't stress anymore they won't have to worry about a lot of things if if I leave you know maybe their economic status situation could get better if if I'm not around maybe this person will be happier or people will find I don't it's just I started to literally like just picture scenarios on okay this person will be better this will change for this person just stuff like that and I really questioned absolutely everything about my my existence and and just thought what what am I even doing here like what purpose am I serving? Like, who am I serving? Who, who needs me? Who, who do I help? Like, what, what good do I bring to this earth? It was just, I'm sitting here and I'm just literally just closing my eyes and like taking myself back to that day. Like, I remember exactly where I was standing and how literally these thoughts just, just flooded my head out of nowhere it was like probably midday, I want to say too, um, but I just questioned everything, honestly, and and for the first time I ever really, um, I had had self-harm thoughts um, 
enter my mind. I never really had that in the past before. Um, I never really experienced such negative feelings towards myself to the point where I wanted to harm myself. I mean, I had thoughts, you know, that, okay, you're not good enough. I had negative thoughts in general, but nothing ever personal to where the point where I felt like I'm better off just disappearing. Um, but nothing in the past could ever come close to to what I was feeling um, that day at that time. And like I said, I, I, I sit here and I can still remember very vividly, like even where I would, like I said, where I was standing and how I turned around and I locked my screen and I walked away from my station for a minute because I just needed to clear, to clear my mind and to breathe, honestly. Um, the only people who ever knew about this was um, one of my best friends, Stephanie, which I'm very thankful for her. Um, honestly, I, I don't know what I would do without her, but uh, she was there. I work with me, so she saw how I just like like how something. She's like, "What's wrong?" Like she just saw like like I said, I, I turned my I locked my screen. I walked away and I walked t- towards the back, and she's like, "Are you okay? Like what happened?" Like she just saw all of that, and I just started bawling my eyes out like in front of her, and so she, her she was there with me, tried to calm me down, and I also felt like for the first time I had experience. A panic attack which I never really like I have a little bit of anxiety but I never really got to a point where like I felt like I couldn't breathe um but I also started texting my my little sister my sweet miracle baby sister who this is the part where where I'm gonna try to get myself together but um you know my little sister she's she's six years younger than me and And I know in the past I've been very hard with her and it's just our relationship has been very rocky. But, and she's just so young, you know, like I said, she's six years younger and she's just, she's still very innocent to this world. Um, But she just, I was texting her and I just like was telling her all the thoughts that were coming through my head and, and she, I think she was home and she's just texting me like the sweetest words like she's trying to calm me down and and she was just saying things that I I knew I needed to hear and I hadn't heard in a really long time telling me how much she loved me and really how much she needed me she's like I can't do this without you sister like if it weren't for you I wouldn't have this or I wouldn't know this and it really was like I said having thoughts of who do you serve here in life like who needs you and and her telling me like I do like I need you you know like and I like I said I just At the time, it was just what I needed. Like, in that moment, I just needed someone to tell me that. And like I said, coming from her, coming from someone so so innocent, from a life so innocent, it just it made me, like, rethink everything. And um, 
it it just put a lot into perspective and honestly like it's just what I needed at the time I just needed someone to to validate me and to be like you do matter you you are meant to be here um it took me a few weeks um to to get back to normal a little bit to my normal um and um when i look back i just i ask god to just please never let me feel like that never let me get that low um never let me question his plan his never let me question what he has for me his story that he's already written out for me um i know i know i'm meant to serve such a greater purpose here i know god has big things for me and and i know that because he wouldn't have let me gotten this far in life if it weren't for that reason if he, he didn't have anything planned for me that was good he wouldn't have me here today there's just so much evil in the world that that's why i know i'm i'm meant to to do a lot of things and I'm he's not done with me and I'm not done with what I'm meant to accomplish here on earth um and honestly having such a good support system is is crucial it's it's key when you're when you're struggling with any type of mental problem um like I said I had my best friend and my sister at the time and my parents don't know much about my mental health just because one, I try not to have them worry a lot about me. Um, it's not fair to them. And two, like I said, I love my parents, but I mean, if you're Hispanic um, and you're, you have Hispanic parents, I mean, mental health and depression and all that, it's it's not very talked about a lot in our community, in our household. So it's not a, something that they really understand a lot. So um, just so... The conversations aren't awkward and stuff like that. I just tend to avoid that topic with them um, because I know it's going to be a little bit tough to explain. But with those like my peers, my friends, um, my siblings, people who are more my age and, you know, we're more prone to it here in this in the society and the generation that we live in today. I find myself um always being open about my feelings I'm the type that I cannot hold in my emotions like I have to let it out I have to say how I'm feeling and say what I'm going through because holding that in only causes me damage and I think that's for a lot of people in general it's never ever good to hold in your emotions to to lock away your feelings and to hold back on tears if you have to let it out let it out like it's kind of like a fart <laughs> let it out because <laughs> it's not good to hold it it's not good holding in actually fun fact weird fact but holding in gas is very hard is very damaging to your body so <laughs> i'm just throwing that in there for you guys so your feelings work the same way it's where it's um it's hard it's not healthy for your body 
to ever lock away feelings like you have you have to let it out guys you you really do um even if it's in the shower you have to cry by yourself if you don't have we haven't established a relationship with anyone to a point where you feel that comfortable speaking to another person um a friend a therapist a teacher a peer anything like that um cry in the shower cry in your car do it by yourself if you have to speak it out into the world say whatever you're saying scream if you have to scream but let it out let it out um, nothing ever really makes sense in the moment but with time the puzzle pieces always start to connect and always you kind of start figuring out okay this goes here that goes there things start to match up and although I'm still finding my way um, every day I, I get a a better image, a clearer image of what um, I really want out of life and what I'm meant to do in life and what God has in store for me. And I I try to see what he's trying to show me. And and I suggest the same. Like I said in the past, I am not here to, to convince anyone of a certain religion. This is just based on what I believe. I be, I'm Catholic. I was raised Catholic and I very much believe in a God and a higher power. Um, it's not as traditional as my parents. I have my ways also. Like, I've kind of modernized it in my own way, but I'm still very in the roots of, okay, what I was instilled as a little kid. But to me, my religion and my and my faith keeps me going, and it's very strong. Um, like I said, in the most recent times of my life, the most recent weeks, um, my faith has been really tested, and my faith has has and is what's holding me together um i'm currently dealing with very very hard things in my life very life-changing things in my life and um i know i know this is all god's plan i know this is him speaking to me in many ways and trying to tell me many things that he's been trying to tell me um in the past and you can believe whatever you believe you can pray to whoever you pray um, if it's the universe, it's the universe. If it's another type of God, then it's another type of higher power. Um, but needless to say, though, um, if you or, um, or anyone you know is dealing with any type of mental issue, um, a friend or a sibling or anything like that, um, I'm just saying extend that arm, be an open ear, be an open shoulder for them. Be the friend that, trust me, they so desperately need. Even if a lot of people don't come out and ask for help verbally, trust me, they they, they need it. And I don't think everyone, anyone ever wants to be alone during um, tough moments like this. Um, you don't even need to say much. A lot of people are like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to consolidate them and how to comfort them. Sometimes words aren't even what someone needs. Rather, a simple hug. A simple being there and listening to them and hearing them and hugging them and saying, I'm going to be there for you. I, You may not know in how you can help and how you can make it better. You may not even be able to, to be honest. Only one can do that for themselves. But always leaning your help to them. Always, um, like I said, being an open ear and an open arm and an open heart is all they really need. Um and it's true, I, I, um, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but um, 
a lot of people say, you know, be kind because you never really know what someone is going through. And it's very, very true. Um, we never really know what someone is going through and what they're fighting um, on a daily basis, what kind of thought, thoughts are taunting them, what kind of feelings they're um, feeling at the moment, um, what's going on in their personal life. And just always be kind to everyone. Most importantly, like I said in the past, I think my last episode was all about like um, self-forgiveness is you always have to be kind to yourself. Nobody's perfect. We're not perfect. And we might make mistakes and we might fall at times, but you have to be kind to yourself. We have to be kind to ourselves. We have to tell ourselves positive things um, because at the end of the day, we're our biggest critic, but we're also our biggest supporter. So I'm currently in the process of trying to find a therapist for myself um, in the past and like I said, during my high school years and all that, my middle school years, I, my bullying and all that made me, made a lot of teachers concerned as well for me. So I had a very, I had established a very close relationship to both my social worker and my counselor all through my school years. Um, and then obviously like it was free. So um, I would always be in there with them and I, I felt like I needed it. Also, like I said, I couldn't really speak about certain subjects with my parents at home and I, I felt very comfortable with them. I loved my social workers and my counselors. Um, I'm always very, very grateful for them. But after I left high school, um, I just kind of steered away from therapy and counseling and stuff like that. Um, I kind of just try to deal with it on my own and try to get myself better. But I'm finding, my, I'm finding now that I, I do need, no matter what, how old I am and no matter what happens, like... I personally feel like it's better for me to talk to somebody else, um, someone also who has who's very neutral and doesn't have a biased opinion on a lot of things that have happened in my life. But so I'm currently in the process of trying to find a therapist for myself because I know I need it. Um, I'm seeking help for myself because I want to get better, and I know at times, like I said, I can't do it alone. Um, so I encourage you if. Um, you feel like you need not just a friend, but somebody more than that. Um, always, always reach out for help. Um, don't ever think that you have to do it alone. There's help everywhere. There's a lot of uh, counseling and a lot of therapy groups and a lot of websites, a lot of resources. Thankfully, there's a lot of resources now. Like I said, uh, mental health is something that it's it's being brought up and talked about more and bringing there's a lot of awareness getting brought to it so um seek help in any kind of way that you feel like you need um i want to finish this episode off by saying if you or anyone you know is struggling with any self-harm thoughts or feelings anything like that feeling lonely please please reach out um there is a national suicide hotline um, and I will leave it in the notes below, but I will say it on the podcast as well. The National Suicide Hotline is 800-273-8255. That's 800-273-8255. Please reach out for help, um, for a friend, for yourself. Never feel like you have to do this alone. Never try to do things alone and, and find a solution on your own. Pray a lot on it. Like I said, if you believe in something, 
hold on to the faith of God, hold on to, to him, to he who knows us more than anyone else, who, to he who has our story written out and, and knows the plan he has for us. Don't, don't question it. This, trust me, when you feel like you're at your lowest, that's going to make you your strongest. And I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's taken the time to listen to me to those who have helped me, my friends and my family, um, to anyone who's ever been there with me and sat with me through one of my toughest times, who who's seen me cry. I don't have the prettiest cry. I'm like, I'm Kardashian. I have the ugliest cry. Um, I'm very thankful for those who have helped me during my lowest times and times where I really felt alone. And maybe I wanted to be alone, but they they said, no, we're not going to leave you. We're not going to leave you alone. I want to say thank you to you guys that even though I don't get to communicate with you guys on a daily basis, um, I do get messages from you guys. I do get um, people who follow me on Instagram and and message me. Honestly, um, recently I've had three girls message me and like, hey, I come from your podcast and you've helped me so much. And literally, like, it's just like the smallest things. Sometimes you just need like three words you're you're awesome you're amazing or whatever you're so like whatever it is sometimes it's those three words that make such a big difference and I'm very very thankful that you guys reach out to me please continue to reach out to me because that makes my day and I do message you guys back and I do want to interact with you guys outside of this podcast um, because currently you guys only listen to me but I want to listen to you guys too so um, my Instagram is underscore l-i-i-z-x um Please tell me that you're from the podcast. I tend to be very private-ish now. I want to be more private a little bit with certain things. So um, if you do follow me, um, just let me know if you're from the podcast. And um, just, you know, say hi. And then I'm also on Twitter. I don't know my Twitter ads. I think it's L-I-I-Z-X-X underscore. I'm not sure. It will be in the notes, though. <laughs> and then I'll link all my social media as well. I um it's all on my Instagram, though. I tend to use Instagram the most, and that's where I have all my other social medias linked because I tend to not remember. But I just wanted to say thank you guys so, so much. Um, and I'm wishing you all a very blessed rest of your day whenever, whatever time of day you listen to this. And um, I will see you guys in my next episode. I do plan to... I'm not going to be as cons- like as consistent as I would like to be, um, but I'm going to aim for at least two episodes a month. Um, I'm not going to, I think I said it in the past, I was aiming for like one episode a week, but realistically, um, I just, I, I don't think I could do all that. <laughs> so we're going to do probably two episodes a month. Um, I already have the next episode coming up soon, but... I promise I won't be, I'll try not to be away for this long. This has been like the longest I've been away. Um, Just like I said, I I needed to take some time for myself, but I'm kind of getting myself back together, starting to feel like myself. So I'm just going to wrap up this episode and I'll see you guys in my next episode. Bye guys.